When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Chicago Audible Podcast, changing up the way Bears fans stay up to date on their favorite team since 2015. Now get ready. Because it's time to bear down. What's going on, you guys? Nicholas Moriano here with another episode of the Chicago Audible Podcast, recapping day two of Bears training camp. So you guys have to bear with me. As you can see, this is like this setup is completely different. Did it all on the fly. Will gave me a streaming service that I could potentially use while he's gone on vacation. And Will, hope you're enjoying your vacation. But this will have to do for now. And hey, at least I'm not in front of just a blank green screen. I have something up here. But we're here. It's running, it looks like. I'm going to get this chat open in just a sec just to see if everything actually is going through. But it looks like I'm live over there. I got a subscription that we're live here. So it looks like we're good. So, yeah, just to start off here, actually, before I go into talking about what happened at Bears training camp, who did what, things of that nature, we have to first talk about our first and our great sponsorship with Manscaped. As you guys know, the Olympics, Euros, baseball, major championships, and concerts are all in this summer. You know what isn't a wild and hairy bush? Tame your pubes with help from our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Their fourth-generation performance package includes the brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. If an athlete treats their body like royalty, why not treat your pubes like Olympic gold? Guys, do right by your balls and join the 2 million men worldwide who trust manscaped by going to manscaped.com and using the code fansided20 after trimming your pubes show them some sportsmanship with manscaped's liquid formulations the crop preserver ball deodorant and crop reviver ball toner are the key to feeling victorious this year manscaped also threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0 the manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag the boxers are awesome uh, use those myself they're great but you can get 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code fanside 20 at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code fanside 20 at manscaped.com achieve pubic glory this year with manscaped all right you guys that's done and over with let's talk about what happened today at bears training camp second day and with with yesterday's practice being a close one Technically, I wouldn't, you're not allowed to really report on anything that happened here or at that camp yesterday, but Thursday's practice was open. It was roughly around 200 and maybe max 250 fans that were in the stands there at Hallis Hall. So first takeaway that, that we have from, from Bears training camp, it's evident. 
especially just in these two practices that I saw, Andy Dalton is no doubt quarterback one. And there's a couple of things that kind of indicate this. When it was early on in practice, the guys were just doing their individual drills. You go into the stretching running period, and then you go into indies, right? Andy Dalton, where where Matt Nagy's talked about his, his leadership, it came to fruition really early on in practice because there were there was the wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, they're all just running routes on air. Obviously, the quarterbacks are throwing to them. But Andy Dalton pulls everybody off to the side. And the the wide receivers, running backs, tight ends are huddled up. And Andy Dalton's running a route or showing the guys how he wants a specific route run. And I jotted that down right away because we know now Andy Dalton being in year 11 and the leadership qualities has, that came to play right then and there. So that's one indication of why Andy Dalton, you know, is is a starter heading into week one against the Rams, but he also just looked like he was in command of the offense throughout the training camp period. And he also was able to connect with a guy that's been showing up a couple, now two days in a row, Marquise Goodwin on a deep ball. Uh, so he was able to do that. But like I say, he looked in control. He looked quick with his pace. He knew where to put the ball. And that's kind of what you want to see from one, a veteran and a guy that, has been pronounced as a starter from Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace's Bears organization. And going back to those leadership qualities, Andy Dalton in the 7-on-7 period was also just on the sideline talking to Cole Komet. Komet spoke after today's practice. He was actually asked about that, like, what's it like learning from Andy Dalton? But this is just a guy that has so much experience, so much playing experience, and, you know, is going to get the ball out quick, like, ball out quick like Komet was saying and so you see that in the practices here but and one of the best throws of the entire the entire Thursday practice was a nice pass to Allen Robinson towards the right sideline Robinson has to dive and make this catch but there was a couple of defenders around him and then Andy Dalton drops the ball right in the perfect spot Allen Robinson has to dive corral the ball and you know it's a complete pass in the seven on seven period but liked what I saw from Andy Dalton in this in this practice really just showing that he is the starter moving forward and we'll see how you know the training camps keep going but really those leadership qualities are standing out and just some of the throws that he's making and also just being able to deliver on that deep ball accuracy so that was good to see from Andy Dalton and we'll kind of move on to my list here I kind of organized it this time just to make sure uh, my you wouldn't want to see my regular notes. They, they barely I can read them, but uh, organize them here. We'll go to Justin Fields next. I'll sell. I can tell you this. Like like I said, I can't say much from what happened day one. Justin Fields looked better today than he did in the first practice. Had a nice pass to Jesse James over the middle in seven on seven period, but there were still those times for for Justin Fields where it, you could tell he's just not. He's still learning the offense, just not getting the ball out fast enough um, where he has to resort to passing to the check down in the flats. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but going through the reads, it's it's still it's still a process. And that's to be expected from, from rookie quarterback. But there was a rep, and it was situational kind of team period, toward, more towards the end of practice where James Vauders, and you got to remember the the Bears starting tackles were not practicing today, and Jermaine Defetti and Tevin Jenkins and Justin Fields was working with I think it was a third string offensive line. So 
take this with a grain of salt when I tell you this, but there was a rep with Vodders, James Vodders on the defense. He beat the right tackle Tyrone Wheatley Jr. I had to look that name up <laughs> on the, the roster card here. But it would have been a sack. But And I was paying attention to, to Vodders on this play and just the right tackle. And then out of nowhere, Christian Jones, linebacker, ends up with the ball. I don't know if it was tipped, but there wasn't very many. Uh, interceptions in in today's practice which is a good thing to see but that was one of them where I think the ball may have been tipped but the play was dead before obviously they're going to want the quarterbacks to finish the play but James Vodders was able to beat uh, Tyrone Wheatley Jr. and Justin Fields and I believe throwing an interception to to Christian Jones over there but you also saw some of the you know the athletic ability from from Justin Fields being able to throw that that sidearm pass there was a couple of plays where you know, Justin Fields is able to connect on those. So, again, nice to see. And I know nobody really wants to hear this, but, hey, Nick Foles, look, he, he had some pretty good throws today, whether it was in 7-on-7 seven seven or even the team period where he was actually moving his unit down the field to get into field goal position for Cairo Santos, who had a pretty decent day as well. But that's kind of the quarterback talk that uh, happened in day two of practice. We'll go now to, again, I mentioned it earlier with the O-line. The starting tackles did not practice today. Matt Nagy had a press conference before practice started today and said that Jenkins was still out due to a you know the back injury that he's um, still kind of dealing with. But So who was in, in place for them for the starting lineup? It was Elijah Wilkinson at left tackle and Lachavius Simmons at right tackle. Larry Borum, just in case anyone's like, where's the fifth round draft pick? He also got some reps later uh, in as the right tackle. Um, actually, I think it was a little bit of interchangeability there, but yeah, he did get some reps in as well, but guys like Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn, uh, I don't know if they just knew that, hey, these are backups, but they showed it. There was a one play where Andy Dalton would have been sandwiched because Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack both met a- Andy Dalton in the backfield and were able to take advantage of having some some backup tackles be be in that spot there. Um, other notes that I have here, just going from literally quarterback down, going to the offense line, but just seeing Damian Williams run routes, uh, a guy that is probably going to get more of a workload early on in the season with Tariq Cohen still being on the pup, but just him running routes, he just looks fluid. And that's something that he was able to do in Kansas City and then obviously opting out, but he's somebody that, that looks fluid doing that. And I know the Bears are going to want to utilize that strength of his throughout the course of the season. And I mentioned this guy earlier, but Marquise Goodwin, he's a guy that I noted early on. One of my first notes in practice is like what the Bears did. They kind of ran around all the fields just, just, just to warm up and things. Goodwin's first. And, you know, that's an Olympic athlete. And it makes kind of sense that he's the first one, uh, you know, just running around all these fields. But he was also right alongside Allen Robinson in terms of, you know, when you go into individual drills, you guys have you have some guys that always go up first that do the reps first. It was Robinson and Goodwin. And Mar- Mooney was there too as well. But it, I just noticed that early on, like, hey, Marquise Goodwin um, is here. And like I mentioned earlier, he had a nice – he had another – deep ball reception from Andy Dalton so um that would make it two days in a row and I think that's all I can really say on what happened on day one but that was nice to see and then also when it was like the special team period way towards the end of practice uh it was Allen Robinson Marquise Goodwin on a separate field kind of to themselves just working 
on with with Mike Fury, the the Bears wide receiver coach, on over the shoulder catches. Sometimes they were uh, asked to only use one hand. Sometimes they were using two. Just getting the positioning right and also just showing you know that you need to have good hands and not being able to juggle the pass. It was Marquise Goodwin and Allen Robinson really repping off by themselves. Darnell Mooney during that special teams period, he was getting some opportunities. It looked like it was either punt return or kick return. I couldn't really tell from my vantage point, but just wanted to put that out there. It's not like Darnell Mooney is, you know, not one of the top Bears receivers. He was just kind of off. He was doing some special teams work somewhere in the return game while Marquise Goodwin, Allen Robinson were off to a field by themselves doing, um, you know, just some some back shoulder type, over the shoulder catches with, with Mike Fury. So that was cool to see that he's definitely getting worked into this offense. And a guy that I would be, I have to mention, Demir Bird. You just see number, and he wears number 10, and I know that might, fans will have to, you know, get some time to get used to that, but you just see him around the ball a lot, or the ball is targeted towards his direction, some where defenders made some good plays on him, but there's, I could say for the second day in a row now, like, Demir Bird, 10, is around the ball, and, you know, with obviously the Bears trading Anthony Miller, there there's a spot that needs to be filled there. Not it's a slot receiver, but just in the wide receiver room to carry another wide receiver. So I, I think Demir Bird had a, a pretty good day today too. A receiver that had a very up and down, good plays, bad plays, was Riley Ridley, especially early on. Individual drills, just dropping some passes, and then he'll come in seven on sevens, make a good catch from from Justin Fields on a slant route. But it was just it was really just an up and day up and down day for for Riley Ridley and for a guy that obviously as many Bears fans know is still looking to earn himself a spot I know it's just day two but you would just like to see some more consistency I remember in the individual drills just you know with Riley would run the good route do the route perfectly and then at the very last you know part of the route or part of the drill just drop the ball it's like you know obviously being a wide receiver that's what you're paid to do but just very up and down for Riley Ridley today and kind of moving on over to the defensive side of the ball we talked about offense and those are the main takeaways at least from what i had in my notes uh for the offense but going to the defensive side of the ball i did not see akeem hicks out there i don't know why i don't know if um that was addressed at any point in i know it wasn't addressed in the in the press conferences before practice or maybe it was maybe i just missed that but um i don't know if that was mentioned why he wasn't there but yeah, once you, if you don't see 96, uh, you know it. Just as big and dominant as he is, you, I didn't see him out there. A guy that I did notice, and number 99, Travis Gibson, he had a few good rushes today. And granted, they were against um, right tackle Tyrone Wheatley Jr. Still, you could see it was on back-to-back rushes too. He showed a good inside move on the right tackle and then it follows that back up with a nice bull rush. So back-to-back plays where you see Travis Gibson is utilizing and just testing out those pass rush moves and he just looks he looks bigger too like he uh, obviously being a you know outside linebacker slash defensive end like he fills out his jersey but he looks bigger than he did in his rookie season again really good to see for a guy that's may get some reps and get some more especially more playing time than last season I also noticed Eddie Goldman and Robert Quinn and like I mentioned Robert Quinn with the sack earlier but you notice that that speed off the edge but there was also a play from Eddie Goldman where you're like 
that's the guy they were missing. David Montgomery's running up the middle and then just stopped. Eddie Goldman's, you know, big body there in the way, and you saw, like, the defensive sideline getting, you know, amped up seeing that Eddie Goldman stopped the play dead to rights, and Montgomery really couldn't go anywhere. After the drill, they tell the running backs, you know, keep on running to the end zone, but Montgomery knew, like, he's a guy that can break a lot of tackles, but that wasn't one of them from Eddie Goldman. So really good to see from him and just him being, you know, for the most part in shape for these first two practices. And, you know, that was a big, big question mark with Eddie Goldman and what he was doing in the offseason retirement, all this all this stuff. Made a really good play today and is showing up. Now transition kind of to, like, the secondary here. We kind of had a bit of a scare and this was in the 7-on-7 seven seven period. It was Jalen Johnson. He went down um, defending Darnell Mooney. Did a double move. Darnell Mooney's wide open. Andy Dalton can't, can't make the, the pass to him. And actually, I got the ball and threw it to Darnell Mooney. But, uh, yeah, Jalen Johnson went down and had to be helped um, by just one of the Bears' staff members there. But he did come back. So whatever, whatever it was, I don't want to speculate on injuries, he did end up finishing the practice and he was in the team portions and he actually had a nice pass breakup on Darnell Mooney so maybe kind of getting back at him for you know Darnell Mooney ran a really really good route to where he fell and he was wide open but it was nice to see that Jalen Johnson finished the day and you know hopefully nothing comes from that in terms of injury wise and then the other cornerback spot really up in the air um still um Vildor was getting reps with the first team. Desmond Trufant was getting reps with the first team. And it also depended on the drill who got the first that first team rep. If it was seven on sevens, I saw Kendall Vildor get the first opportunity. If it was team Desmond Trufant, later in the practice, if it was team, there's Kendall Vildor. When Jalen Johnson went out, it was obviously Vildor and Trufant on the outsides. So that's still that's a battle that I think you know, I think both of the guys have been making some plays. I would say Vildor still, I would say Vildor has a slight edge still, um, just for because I've seen a little bit more ball productivity. He had a nice pass breakup, or he had a nice uh, rep against Marquise Goodwin, just locked him up. Marquise Goodwin wasn't going anywhere. You you could tell he went off to the sideline, but Kendall Vildor just showing that he can be, one, stay with a, a guy like Marquise Goodwin, but really good rep from Kendall Vildor there, and that was in team setting. Um and then what do I have here? Yes, Duke Shelley. He has been mostly in that nickel cornerback spot. I know there's a battle there with Thomas Graham Jr., but it has been Duke Shelley getting most of the reps at that position. So he's been there, and he actually had a he had a nice pass breakup. I don't have the receiver that he had on, um, but he did have a nice pass breakup there. And like I said, repping with the ones. But Thomas Graham Jr. also had a pass breakup himself against Justin Hardy wide receiver. So that's kind of the main takeaways from, from day two of practice. And, um, you know, it's kind of hard with where the media is allowed to be and things like that. But those are some of the takeaways I had. And make sure, you know, you guys are just following me uh, at Nicholas Moriano on Twitter, the Chicago Audible account. I'm going to try to maybe fix up i can see the stream like you could clearly see there's a little discoloration but this is a new streaming service that will just sent me last night tried playing around and look up some videos today but hopefully you guys enjoyed you know just some of the takeaways here i'll be at training camp 
tomorrow and really every single day that the Bears are practicing, I plan on being there. But really appreciate all of you for following, you know, the Chicago Audible, myself, and just giving us the support. And it was good seeing Jonathan Otten earlier um, today at practice. That's, that's always cool to see any of our, our listeners and obviously um, just people who have supported us throughout the years. And it's awesome. But yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. I'm going to plan on taking all these rambled thoughts and putting it in a post later as well. But I'm going to get this up and, you know, hopefully for our podcast listeners who didn't get a chance to see this live, you'll get to listen later on in the day when it finally gets published. But that's all for today. I'm not going to ramble on anymore. Hopefully I can find the right button to stop this stream. But again, make sure you're following us on all our social media platforms. Like I said, I'll be there. I'm credentialed. It's awesome. Hey, hey.